0: Welcome to the SDG Talks Podcast, where we discuss all things around the Sustainable Development Goals and the Roadmap to 2030.
1: We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks Podcast. And seeing young people think about, like, this light bulb moment come up in their heads where they think, Hey, this is, I hadn't thought that I could actually do anything about this. But hearing, you know, you actually have all the skills needed to go out and change the world. You just have to think creatively. Like getting them to think kind of outside the box. It has hopefully catalyzed something for them to go out and take initiative in their own communities.
0: Kasha Slavner started the Global Sunrise Project, which is a multi-award-winning Gen Z documentary that creates positive impact media. At a young age, Kasha is already a recognized global youth leader, a Kim Fug Peace and Diana Award recipient, a 10-time UN Youth Delegate, a UN Solution Summit youth adjudicator, and one of the voices of the SDG 16. She uses her storytelling platform to conduct educational outreach, screenings, exhibitions, and workshops to inspire and empower youth civic engagement for the Sustainable Development Goals. Her documentary, The Sunrise Storyteller, has traveled to 60-plus film festivals and won 28 awards, including the Ron Kovic Peace Prize and the Eva Haller Women Transforming Media Award. Hope you enjoy and keep SDG talking. Kasha, so tell me a little bit about what was the catalyst for you to become a change maker and why did you decide to use visual storytelling to be your medium to communicate on these different SDGs?
1: Mm-hmm. So I've been actively involved in social justice issues since I was eight, but I would say the, the most memorable catalytic moment for me in becoming a change maker and really taking on an initiative for myself was when I was 14. So I attended a UN conference called the Commission on the Status of Women. And that's a gender equality conference that brings together people from every continent in the world. There was about 6,000 people attending at the time. And um, it was my first experience at the UN. And hearing from people, grassroots activists in their communities really inspired me seeing what challenges they were facing, but also the determination and resilience and passion they had towards innovating new solutions and uplifting people in their communities, inspired me to use the passion that I already have had for film and photography to share stories. And that leads into the next question, which is why do I use visual storytelling? I think it's the best way that I can express and articulate my passion for social justice. And I guess, yeah, I think that I'm not necessarily an organizer. I'm not always, you know, behind these big rallies or everything like that. But I am, I think I use my platform to hopefully share other stories and give them a space to share the great work that they're doing. And I think that that also encourages other people to get involved as well. It's kind of, it gives people who care about social justice issues, but may not have the initiative to or like the drive inside of them immediately to take on those issues for themselves. It gives them permission to act by seeing, you know, despite whatever circumstances people have come through there, you know, they're overcoming the adversities that they're facing.
0: I love it. I appreciate your, your perspective in that, like not every single person necessarily needs to be the one organizing the rally in terms of the one that's, let's say, leading this, this big, social change. But I think it's what I've seen in your work is that everyone can make a small impact, even if it's just on the most individual level. And in some of the work that you've done, what's maybe some examples of some of these different unique change makers or social impact makers that you've seen through that, let's say, for example, in that six-month journey that you had mm-hmm. as a 16-year-old or even recently, what's an example of your storytelling you've seen of someone on an individual level, really making an impact?
1: So I can think of a couple of examples. So, of course, when I was 16, I traveled to countries around the world to make my documentary film, The Sunrise Storyteller. So my mom and I traveled with no plan through South Africa, Mozambique, Tanzania, and Thailand. And I would say that the stories that I really resonated with, this being my first travel internationally, was stories of young women, especially being a young woman and hearing from other girls about the same age as myself, about the challenges that they were facing in their communities. One comes to mind, a girl named Michaela. Um, she lived in a in a township in Cape Town, and she had lost her parents at a very young age. And um, her community was, she would say it was not the nicest place to grow up. There was a lot of gun violence, a lot of teenage pregnancy. Most of her friends had to drop out of school because they had become parents by the age of 16, 17. And I think she she struggled with not having all the resources in place to kind of become a leader, but she took on this leadership role for herself by continuing to kind of focus on the things that drove her personally, like, you know, whether it was jump rope competitions or getting more actively involved in her studies. Her taking on those things that mattered to her, she became kind of like a mentor to her peers and kind of helped them come out of, I think, these situations where they would have easily given up and just kind of followed the same path as everybody else. But she wanted to empower young women to to kind of become leaders for their communities, leaders for their children, and kind of pull themselves out of the circumstances that they were in, despite what they, I guess, we're going through she kind of you know she kind of tutored her friends she really just wanted to inspire them to see that they had more potential than they may have realized and that maybe like that's a very individual level yeah but you know that's one of the stories that had a big impact on me when i was traveling and then since i've come back home one of my main focus areas has been not just releasing the the documentary but creating educational resources for young people. So I developed a 60 and 90-minute workshop on civic engagement for youth to look at the skill sets that they have and how they can contribute those skill sets to sustainable development goals or issues that they might care about that they see at a local, national, or global level. So we've been through the process with a few different schools and a few different age groups. Seeing young people think about Like this light bulb moment come up in their heads where they think, Hey, this is, I hadn't thought that I could actually do anything about this, but hearing, you know, you actually have all the skills needed to go out and change the world. You just have to think creatively, like getting them to think kind of outside the box. It has hopefully catalyzed something for them to go out and take initiative in their own communities. So Having students come up to me after those workshop experiences and saying, Hey, I actually have this really great idea for what I want to do. Like, I want to write a blog about wrongfully imprisoned people to raise awareness for the cause of, you know, for SDG 16, which, you know, peace, justice, and strong institutions. Or, you know, I want to, I want to host a, a movie screening to fundraise for this local organization. Yeah, I think it's been really. Interesting to see where people's creative talents lie in terms of their own social justice journey.
0: So, Kasha, that's that's fantastic. And what I I really like that example you spoke about with the girl uh, in Africa, where she was this one individual who was making this ripple of positive change in their community. And to me, that's a true example of a hero. And I think someone like that can show that even on the individual level, you can make an impact. And what I've really liked about the work that you're doing. Is that you're capturing some of these really amazing individual stories in a time within a world where there's a lot of this fake news or crazy news that is, you know, maybe these negative headlines that, that sell. And I'm kind of interested in your take within a storytelling perspective and in the way that you are communicating your stories and everything you're doing, you know, how do you go about finding and telling these best stories and getting the word out to make a positive message to people to continue to inspire others with this, these positive examples of change. Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, part of the reason that I set out on my journey was because I found it quite overwhelming to look at the news and hear these sensationalized stories and these really I guess these polarizing headlines at the time, and I was hearing two different stories because I would watch the news to try and get informed. But then when I would speak to people at this commission at the UN, I was hearing a completely different story. And so I think that stereotypes came into play a lot when it came to the news depicting these countries in a very, I guess, the word that I used before was stereotypical. I guess that's the only word that I could use to describe it light and very biased against these, these countries. And so I think that it was going into the communities and speaking to people who live there is, was the most important thing to me. And the way that I tell stories is not to interject too much. I really, you know, my journey was important in going out into the world and meeting these people in terms of, like a structurally, from a structural and narrative standpoint to say, this is how I got to this community and this is how I met this person. But once you meet the person in the story, it's for them to take over. It's for them to tell and for them to express what is a priority to them, how they're addressing the issues in the community, what they need in terms of help or um, what they need in terms of resources or anything that they might need to succeed. And what motivates them to keep going. So I made it clear that I wasn't going to paint the story just as rainbows and sunshine because, you know, positive news is not for me to be just, just like washing out everything that there really is happening in the world. It's to highlight the importance of the issues that we're facing, but as, and I guess put it on an equal scale, the solutions that we should be looking for or striving towards because, you know, it gives you a more balanced perspective. Um, yeah. so that was really important to me in my with,
0: within your storytelling and, and you, you just alluded to it. Why? And I want you to kind of speak to maybe other storytellers out there or tentative yeah. uh, aspiring storytellers is, you know, why is it so important to personalize these issues and, and really, you know, show both the good and the bad, um, you know, and, and how is it that you can like create the empathy to, you know, drive action by doing that?
1: Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to tell stories in a positive solution oriented way, because in a time where we are kind of in crisis mode, I mean, currently with issues like the coronavirus happening or, you know, there's a whole lot of pressing issues that are happening right now. It becomes a lot easier to bury your head in the sand if you're just too overwhelmed by the scale of the issues that are happening and a lot easier to not want to do anything and to become numb to it. And so I think positive storytelling gives people the hope that they might need, but also a way forward and suggestions and solutions for themselves to implement within their own communities if they see fit. And I think that that's why it's, it's really important to share those stories.
0: I love it. So it's 2020. A lot of stuff is on pause right now with the ongoing coronavirus, but what is next for you with some of your storytelling? I know you'd mentioned the civic engagement tools, which is amazing. And we'd love to get the word out on that in this, this documentary you speak of, but what's, is this documentary the biggest focus of content creation or what's uh, the top priorities for you in the rest of 2020?
1: Sure. So before this pandemic hit, my biggest focus was going into schools with screenings of The Sunrise Storyteller and workshops, A Gen Z's Guide to Creating Social Change. So that's kind of a main focus. We might have to obviously rethink the way that we deliver those those tools for students but in terms of content creation we haven't announced it publicly but i'm moving on to the next documentary which i can only say for now focuses on sdg 16 as peace justice and strong institutions as a topical focus but once we have more information on that publicly i can definitely share it with you and we can spread the word about that
0: that's awesome so two final questions for you And sort of fun, interesting questions. And you can answer them in either order or not answer them. What currently excites you the most about everything with the SDGs? And what keeps you up at night with the SDGs?
1: Okay. So what's keeping me up at night currently in regards to the SDGs? I'll start with the negative so that I can go (laughs) positive. Is that I think SDG 16 is really, really being not acknowledged in the way that it should be. I think it's abandoned. It's been referred to as the abandoned SDG and I think that it is a really important foundation to a lot of the other sustainable development goals and I think oftentimes people aren't making the connection between peace and things like climate action or gender equality or, um, sorry my cat is making an appearance. No worries. But I think that people aren't making these linkages between SDG 16 and you know, things like climate action or gender equality. They're really crucial to one another to thrive and progress. And I think that that is, it's overwhelming to me because I think it my biggest question is how can you break down such a daunting topic and make it personable and actionable for the everyday individual who's not, you know, maybe studied peace and conflict in schools or who is not, you know, in government or policy making. So that's one thing that I'm really focused on right now. And one thing that's motivating me is hopefully finding those stories of people who are taking action on the issue of peace and youth who are at the center of that movement. So I'm really I'm really out there looking to get into the field once we're able to travel again to bring those stories to life.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for everything you're doing, and, and, I, and especially within the SDG 16 framework, you know, bringing that to the, the forefront. I really haven't heard as many people talking about it, so I, I want to make it one of my efforts to put that at the forefront to, to bring the SDG 16 to life. And you know, your storytelling and your passion is, is infectious in a good way and I I really uh, appreciate all the work you're doing.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been
0: a really great opportunity. Of course. One of my biggest takeaways from this discussion with Kasha was about the comment around SDG 16 being one of the forgotten SDGs. To me, that makes me a little sad, and I want you all to hear what SDG 16 is. SDG 16, the goal is to promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to justice for all, and build effective and accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. So I ask you today, what are you doing for SDG 16? Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash and United Nations community.
1: The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.